Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this bright and uh, what are we what are we calling it hot Saturday morning no, the seventeenth it's, it's not hot yet it's sunny it's sunny out oh, there you better do your new your weather report oh all right all right we'll go better to the weather report very quickly time now for Piers weather report according to personal feelings and observations and definitely not based on any science spoken by C Benito and definitely not endorsed by the Bureau of Meteorology tell me about the weather of course that's all um, defamation <laughs> and uh, slander all that but it's it going to be it's, it's, it's sunny it's going to be very windy day so there you go and it's going to be about 30 odd degrees so that's that's it that's all and it's also it's also going to be a bit of a fiery batman by election i think we should add that to the weather report should we not well yes yes well we don't know just because the vote um probably people are so tired from the election they'll probably all be lining up to get it over uh, and done with oh you think they didn't manage their energy well in the lead up to election day they crashed just before the finishing line well, to tell you the truth, whenever now elections come up, I sort of uh, do the lazy way. I just go and vote well before, so I don't actually have to go on the day. And I've actually heard that more and more people are doing that. Because so, they can't stand being harassed at the ballot box. That, that's right, that's right. But anyway, that's, um, we'll just see what happens. So probably a good third of the electorate, if not more, has already voted. Um, but anyway, so um, our listeners who are probably thinking, oh, have we gone to the uh, Australian election coverage uh, show or something? Um, what is this show all about, Giselle? That's right. You are apart listening from, to Apart from Asia you, you, Pacific. you. <laughs> you are listening to Asia Pacific Currents, uh, which is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. So look us up on social media. And we uh, post quite a bit about what's happening at the grassroots level and within the labour movement across the Asia-Pacific region. Fantastic. So there's always uh, a, lots of news that we, um, we give you. And, of course, um, we also have uh, interviews. And um, on today's program in the second half, what are we going to have? Well, Giselle? actually, it's not an interview today, but um, given we talked a little bit about International Women's Day on the program last week, I thought I would put together um, two of the talks that were given at the Melbourne demonstration here at um, so two of the speakers who, who spoke at that rally. The first one is Kim Bullimore, who is an Indigenous woman from Queensland who does a lot of Palestine solidarity work. So she gave a talk about the links between Aboriginal struggle in Australia and the Palestinian struggle. And then the second speaker that we'll feature today is Dita Noor, who is from the IUF, the International Food Workers Union, She's here as a special guest of the NUW, the National Union of Workers, and she was also a speaker at the IWD rally. So we'll broadcast their two speeches for you in the second part of the show.
That uh, sounds very, very interesting. And it's just on five past nine already, Giselle, that weather report uh, just went for a long time. I blame you, Pierre, as always. I blame you for everything that goes wrong with the show. Uh, that's right. That goes without saying. Of course, we haven't even thanked Annie for a very interesting uh, program once again. And also, I really like that music that we're listening. But on the, um, on the computer, it just came up and saying dumb things. So I'm not too sure if there was the title or that was the group that was actually singing. But it was a very nice I think it was in songs. reference to you. Uh, I shall let that uh, go. um, That was the title of the song. Yes. All right. Let's go. Let's go for it, uh, Giselle. Okay. We're going to kick off actually in Australia. This week saw the Australian city of Sydney host one of the, well, it's rare that Australia would host a meeting, a summit of ASEAN, the Association of South East Asian Nations. Um, So that happened this week. It was held... um, outside of one of the ASEAN countries because, of course, Australia is not an ASEAN country. The meeting in Sydney is a win for Australia's military and security establishment as it seeks to expand on Australia's military and intelligence presence in the region. While leaders at the summit include military dictators from Thailand, murderous governments like Myanmar and the Philippines, corrupt states like Malaysia and Cambodia, human and labour rights uh, organisations and ideas and thoughts were not featured in those discussions. I think um, probably one or two lines will come out saying that they're all very concerned about human rights, um, but that'll be about it. Um, We now go to Cambodia, where the international support for Labour activist Mulan Tula continues to grow, or Tola, sorry. Uh, Moen is a long-time Labour and human rights activist in Cambodia. In a climate of increasing political repression in Cambodia, Tola has recently been charged with two others in a politically motivated attack. Since his arrest earlier in the year, a huge global campaign in support of Tola has developed. Currently, there are over 100 Labour and human rights organisations around the world calling on the government of Cambodia to drop the charges against Tola and his two co co co-defendants and of course Han Sen is actually in Sydney right now for that ASEAN summit Long-time Labor activist and leader Reza Shahabi, so he's from Iran, was freed earlier this week from an Iranian jail. While his long-term freedom is not secure, his release is a testament to all the work that workers both inside and outside Iran have done to pressure the government to release Reza. While Reza was released earlier, uh, while Reza was released earlier this month, a number of workers from the Ahvaz Steelworks were arrested for taking part in protests for the payment of unpaid wages. These arrests are just some of the latest moves by the Iranian government against working class activists. Labor activists like Reza and others are the real heroes of the struggle of repression in Iran. And um, we now go to the. The Philippines, where the the news just seems to um, get worse and and worse, really. Earlier this um, this month, the um, Philippines government published a petition filed by the Department of Justice, in which it listed over six hundred persons as threats and enemies to the public order. Many of those listed are prominent labour and human rights activists. Given the impunity that death squads are now enjoying in the Philippines under the excuse of the war on drugs, this list is a further incitement to murder. 
In addition, this week, the government released a statement that uh, it was going to withdraw from the International Criminal Court as it does not want its war on drugs investigated. And of course, representatives of the Philippines government are also in Sydney for the Asian Summit. Moving now to India, rights violations continue to escalate at AB InBev in India. Now, AB InBev, I should just let listeners know, this is the company that bought out CUB and was responsible for the CUB dispute here in in Melbourne, actually, Melbourne, Victoria, at Abbotsford. So the IUF, the International Union of Food Workers, is demanding that AB InBev make sure that management at its Sonapart India factory reinstates sacked union leaders and members and enters into good faith negotiations for a new collective bargaining agreement with Haryana Breweries Limited in Mazdur, uh, sorry, Limited Mazdur Union. Mazdur just means worker, I think, workers' movement. Ab Imbev, Sonipat Management, has engaged in a concerted effort to impede workers' access to freedom of association and collective bargaining rights. For the past two years, local managers have refused to negotiate a collective bargaining agreement with the union and have suspended five union leaders and members. Ah, well, tactics to uh, destroy the union just seem to be so similar all around the world and... um ABF, I think it's one of the biggest brewing companies in the world. Yeah, it bought out a whole bunch at the same time. Yeah, all right. We'll go. Um, we actually go to Europe this time. We don't often go to Europe, but uh, this week in a court in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, the shipping company Sea Trade was fined hundreds of thousands of euros for the illegal export of vessels sent for scrapping on the beaches of South Asia. In addition, two sitting Sea Trade executives were suspended for a year. This is a groundbreaking decision as it is the first time that a shipping company has been held liable for having sold ships for scrap to shipbreaking yards in the Indian subcontinent. Shipbreaking in Pakistan, India and Bangladesh is carried out in horrific working conditions where incidents and injuries are common and unions are heavily repressed. Of course, um, uh, in in many ways it would be much better if the working conditions in those uh, shipyards were actually improved to um, to the standards where, where workers actually don't get injured, let alone killed, and actually get a living wage. And uh, is this the last story? Yes, I think very much so. So uh, the refugees, right? That's yeah. right. The situation here in Australia and what our um, murderous government continues to do to refugees. While successful Australian governments have constructed a series of anti-refugee laws and concentration camps within and outside of Australia, many thousands of people have fought against these policies. Next Sunday, on the 25th of March, demonstrations will occur in most of Australian cities to call for a closure of refugee concentration camps and for a more humane approach. This week, the Australian Immigration Minister, Peter Dutton, once again incited racial hatred with his comments on deserving and undeserving refugees. For details and endorsements of the rally, go to our Facebook page or the Facebook page of the Refugee Action Collective Melbourne. Of course, Peter Dutton's comments are... I think we should just call them straight-up white supremacist. I don't know how much more we can kind of tiptoe around that. No, I, I think... Um, I mean, 
It was su- such dog whistling. Well, actually, it was more like hurricane force dog whistling, or whatever. But it just, um, um, you know, the thing that amazes me is that, uh, you know, this this um, um, uh, offensive against refugees has been going for well almost twenty years, really. And every time there's a new immigration minister, people think, oh, that's his. He, I think they've all been he. Uh, you know, he's been really, really bad. No, Amanda Vanstone was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. she came in after Philip Ruddock, and actually, she not because of her femaleness, yeah. but certainly did temper refugee um, politics. She gave she so while Philip Ruddock took all of the power away from the department in the appeals and that kind of thing, Amanda Vanstone gave it back. Yep. Well, thank you for that. But uh, but it just seems like um, almost every time a new one come, comes in, they just have to uh, think they've got to be tough than the other and and more divisive and more racist but um you know do you you know could you get one much worse than peter dutton probably the answer is yes which one (laughs) i think if tony abbott was a minister for immigration he would be much worse but uh, i mean i think part of the difficulty is when we say that this has something or anything to do with individuals this is the policy of the government that is being implemented by those ministers. That's why it keeps getting worse. Um, that's the that's yes, the momentum. That in, and also not just in this country, worldwide, this is the political trajectory towards ever-increasing um, divisions, which will ultimately take us all to war, not counting the, the wars <laughs> that are currently being the waged. But, wars. But, well, yeah, yes. I think... I think there are fascist governments in power across the world. It's not long before the big fight that the history books tell us about is on our feet. We shall uh, see. But yes, not a very good, not a very good spot that we are in. But anyway, that's the end of the news roundup. It's just on uh, fourteen past nine o'clock. We'll go to a couple of community announcements, and then we'll be back with the two um, speakers from International Women's Day. This is Irene Bolger, former secretary of the Nurses Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers since 1976. Come to me, lover, I've secrets to tell. Hi, we're And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Come to me sweetly, this love of great it is 16 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. Our next two speakers spoke at the International Women's Day Rally on the 8th of March here in Melbourne, Victoria. They are Kim Bullimore, Aboriginal activist and Palestine Solidarity activist and a socialist, a member of the organisation Socialist Alternative. And then the second speaker is Dita Nua, who is an organiser with the IUF and based in Indonesia. Uh, the IUF is the International Union of Food Workers. So we're going to start with Kim Bullimore um, and then 
we'll have Kath Larkin, who is the chair at the rally, introduce Dieter Noor and we'll end with Dieter Noor. Before we start, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge uh, the traditional owners of the land, uh, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. This land has never been ceded, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. As Kath said, I'm, I'm an Aboriginal activist. I'm originally uh, from North Queensland. I'm a, a Murray woman, uh, but I've been down here in Melbourne for many years. And today I wanted to talk briefly about the solidarity uh, with Palestine as well as the Indigenous struggle. Around the world, Indigenous people have had to deal, as we have here in Australia, with the issue of settler colonialism, where there has been invasion, ethnic cleansing and genocide. It happened here in Australia, it happened in the US, Canada, South Africa, Palestine. It is a phenomenon that has marked and being a phenomenon that has marked the lives of Indigenous people around the world. For me, as an Aboriginal activist, I first got involved because of the struggle of my people, because I wanted to be part of the change, because I wanted to stand up and have our voices heard. But for me, joining the struggle for Indigenous rights also led me to see that there were many struggles that we needed to stand in solidarity with around the world. For me, one of them was Palestine. I saw the similarities with Palestine and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander struggle here in Australia. Both had experienced invasion, both had experienced ethnic cleansing, both had experienced genocide, and both were fighting for their rights in an occupied land and against apartheid that was taking place. So it's really important that we stand in solidarity with each other and see each other as sisters and brothers, of course, and it's so great to see so many uh, men joining the struggle here and supporting women's rights as well. So I just want to briefly talk quickly. Here in Australia, uh, as you know, uh, the struggle for Aboriginal women is uh, just as uh, important and significant because not only are our women dying younger, at a much younger age than the non-Indigenous population, our women are being jailed at 21 times the rate that non-Indigenous women are being jailed. Since the Royal Commission came down, the increase in incarceration rate for Aboriginal women is 148%. We're seeing more children taken from Aboriginal women now today than during the time of the stolen generation. These are the facts today. And of course, in Palestine, we see similar horrible things happening. In Palestine, we have an occupation that is ongoing and never-ending. We have an apartheid state oppressing not only Palestinian men, women and children, but the entire population of that country and making sure that they cannot live the life that they deserve to live with dignity. One of the people people may have heard of that I want to briefly speak out is Ahad Tamimi. Ahad Tamimi? Young Palestinian girl, 16, just turned 17, who is in jail at the moment for standing on her own property, standing up for the rights of her family. I know Ada personally. Her family are personal friends of mine. I know them well. I've lived in there. I've been to their house. I've slept in their house. I've eaten with them. This family has amazing courage. Ada, I knew her since she was 12. She has amazing courage. But the thing is, they are what Palestine is about. Every Palestinian family I've ever met, every young Palestinian girl I've ever met are courageous 
power and they know their rights. And we need to stand in solidarity with them. Ahad is currently in jail along with her mother. Her mother Berryman is also in jail. And so we need to be standing in solidarity with them and calling for an end to apartheid and calling for an end to occupation. Yesterday, women in Palestine marched on Colombia checkpoint, which is a checkpoint between Ramallah and occupied Jerusalem. They were attacked by the Israeli military with tear gas, with live ammunition, with rubber bullets. But this is an everyday occurrence. But they never stop. They always keep going. They always stand up and they always fight back. So I'm just going to finish out on a one very little personal note. I'm really glad that I did get to speak today. So I want to just say, for me, this year, IWD marks my 20th IWD. 20 years ago, as a young woman who was supportive of Aboriginal rights and Indigenous rights, and sorry, Aboriginal rights and women's rights, I was invited to speak at an IWD rally against Howard's policies uh, that were uh, decimating the Aboriginal community. I remember that very well. And it's so today for me, it's really gladdening to be here as a, as a feminist, as a woman, as a socialist, and as an activist. So please, we still need to keep fighting. It's 20 years, and all the things that we should have won should have been won by now. They haven't been. But are we going to give up? And it is also the time for us to stop 
violence against women, the violence which includes sexual harassment, sexual assault, even uh, family, uh, uh, psychologically, physically abused, and also includes trafficking, forced labor, and also domestic violence. Because enough is enough. We have to stand up. We have to speak up, sisters. And we have to help all of our sisters to get out from their pain, from getting harassed. from the IUS uh, Asia Pacific, I would like to share with you that, that today all of our members in, uh, in Asia Pacific region are also celebrating the International Women's Day. So, uh, solidarity is uh, at the international level. And then uh, today, uh, according to the IUS Asia Pacific statement that we are celebrating by sharing uh, the wins, by sharing our wins big and small, and by, by acknowledging and honoring our sisters that, uh, whose courage, whose sacrifice, and uh, whose determination to bring those uh, wins for us. And I would like to say thank you for all of you here, for being here, and because I believe that your courage, your determination, and your sacrifice will bring us to more wins. In advancing women's rights at the workplace and also in the society. Thank you so much. CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. You've got to remember NAIDOC's a special day for us, fellas. As a reminder, who we are. Every year for NAIDOC Week, 3CR Community Radio gives voice to our Indigenous brothers and sisters through Beyond the Bars. Australia's only live prison broadcast. I am a black, black man. NAIDOC means a lot to me. It's about identity and also about past and present. NAIDOC means a lot to me for my family and my people. And the people forgetting about our rights. You can access audio from current and past Beyond the Bars broadcasts via the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars and either listen to or download audio from Australia's only live prison broadcast. Happy Night Off! 
28 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. And, of course, that um, th- those voices that you heard were that of um, Dita Noor from the IUF, Kim Bullimore, socialist, Aboriginal activist and Palestinian solidarity activist. And there was a great rally here in Melbourne and, and there were lots more rallies around the world. And if you go to our website, there's we've actually put up a link where you can uh, actually see um, photos, videos and uh, articles about some of the other rallies around the world, which some of them, like it comes to my life, in uh, in Turkey and South Korea were were massive, so that's fantastic. I mean, it is interesting that um, Turkey had such a big International Women's Day, given the um, militarization of that country, um, South Korea, where, as I've said many, many, many times, they're in the fight of their life. That union movement, and of course, Han Sung Kyun leader of the KCTU remains in prison and continue to fight for his release. So, um, yes, big, big demonstration. Pakistan is another country where, surprisingly, there is a big International Women's Day event mm. as well. All right, well, that's 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 it for another week. Um, we'll be back next week with another update on what's happening with the labour movement in the Asia-Pacific currents. But that's all from me, Pierre Morrow. And me, Giselle Hanna. And we'll be back next week. Have a great... Oop. Yeah, I just really wanted to quickly announce the Workers' Solidarity Meeting, which is on Tuesday at 6 o'clock at the MUA, 46 to 54 Island Street um, in West Melbourne. So if you're interested in how workers can get involved in the current campaigns against the offensive of um, all of the governments that are attacking our union rights, get along to that meeting 6 o'clock Tuesday the 20th of March. Fantastic. Well summarised. Orokidok, have a good weekend and stay tuned to 3CR and Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.